It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Auburn's wide receiver room will be very different in 2024, and we should all be very excited you about it. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. And thank you so much for making Locked on Auburn your first listen every single day. It's a war rapport Wednesday on a Thursday. Mike G of the war rapport <laughs> hanging out with us. Mike G, the wide receiver room mm. is going to look very different this upcoming season. Mm. And there's still pieces that are kind of moving around as of right now as we record this Wednesday evening. Malcolm Johnson Jr., Amari Kelly, the two wide receivers from last season that are in the portal. I guess Jair Shorter is too, but we all thought he was going to run out of eligibility. Then Nick Marner is going to be moving on. He's going to graduate after the bowl game, as well as Shane Hooks. And so now all this attention turns to these exciting young wide receivers that are coming up. We're all very excited about Cam Coleman, Perry Thompson, Bryce Kane, and Malcolm Simmons. Those guys are coming in unless something crazy happens. We also know that Caleb Burton, the former Ohio State transfer. He already transferred. He's not set to graduate. He's here next year. He can't go anywhere. But outside of that, Mike G, it gets really interesting because I think you can make pros and cons for these guys either staying or going. And so I want to start today's show by talking about Javaris Johnson, yeah. Coy Moore, Cam Brown, and Jay Fair. So let's start with JVJ. Let's start with Javaris Johnson. Yeah. I think Auburn's most explosive guy when he was healthy a year ago, and then we saw what he could do in the Iron Bowl. Mm. But my concern is he did the whole senior day stuff right before, and so it's kind of like, is JVJ, is Javarius Johnson going to leave Auburn either for another team or potentially for the NFL? Who knows? Uh, yeah, Javarius Johnson is as good as out of here, Zach. Um, okay. I think he's had a great career here at Auburn. Um, I wish we could have gotten him some more opportunities or the coach Agreed. staff could have gotten some more opportunities. Uh, but ultimately, well, what you find with a lot of these kids is they've been in school for so long and the grind of classes and practice and, you know, they're ready to move on to the next, you know, phase of their life. My understanding is Javaris Johnson is in that phase where he's ready to move on to the next phase of his life. Uh, okay. We've seen some things to indicate that that may be true, like you said, with this you know, the senior stuff and, and it's, it's yeah. just, it, you know, like I said, I, I think maybe the question of what the system will be and who the quarterback will be and those things yes. to factor into this. And, and I expect that Javaris Johnson will not be on this roster in 2024. So you're hinting almost more towards moving on from college football. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure, make sure we're on the same page there. Coy Moore. It's a name that we we mentioned a lot after the Iron Bowl, and it's sad what some people said about him. And and I hope I, I hope he bounces back regardless yeah. of where he's at. I kind of thought Coy Moore would be on his way out, but people forget people forget that he transferred from LSU two off seasons ago. And so academically, if he's not set up to graduate, he can't transfer. He can't go anywhere. So as of right now, I'm expecting Coy Moore to go through spring. Uh, yeah, Coy Moore will go through spring. I think Coy's going to have a surprise for everybody. Uh, but I hope so. Uh, uh, he's going to be on this roster, as far as I know. Um, and look, you you said it. A, a lot of things that were said about him were very unfortunate. Uh, yes. 
you know, he was the backup punt returner, obviously. And, uh, you know, I think there were some coaching things there that maybe could have prepared him for how to deal with that situation. The coaching staff has owned that. Uh, they've talked to him about it to make sure that he does not get down on himself. At the end of the day, Coy Moore is a team guy, Zach. He's well-liked on this team. He's well-loved yeah. in that room. Uh, and he's well-loved in this community. So I expect that he will be on the roster uh, in the spring. <laughs> yeah, and, and I don't want to speak for Coy, but I think mm. he'll be comfortable with me saying this. I promise you, no one hates that muff punt more than Coy Moore. I, yeah, I can, yeah, I can, yeah. I can, Nobody was harder on Coy Moore than Coy Moore. For I promise you that. That's right. Uh, all right. Cam Brown was an interesting one. I actually made the case earlier, probably three or four weeks ago, when we were kind of previewing the portal, that I I made the case it would be better for Cam Brown to transfer and mm -hmm. leave. He put out a tweet. He didn't flat out say he was staying, but the message he put out there kind of was a was a a tip of the hat saying, "Hey, he's not going anywhere, at least quite yet." Um, so I expect Cam Brown to also go through spring uh, in in a few months. Uh, yeah, I'm. We're on the same page so far. Uh, Cam okay. Brown is another name I expect to be on this roster. Cam is ready to get back to work. Uh, you're talking about a guy also who's well liked on this team. You know, he's a physical specimen. He struggled to create separation. And I think in the offseason, that's something he's going to be working on in, on his game. Look, Auburn's not going to have a ton of experience returning at wide receiver next year. Uh, they brought in some guys that are out immediately out the door after only one season. Uh, so, you know, we'll talk about some of these guys here, but again, Cam Brown, I expect to be on the roster and he's got a shot, even with the new guys coming into <laughs> up a spot, uh, you know, in this wide receiver room and at least yeah. to the season as a favorite to start. Excuse me. Excuse me. And then the last one is Jay fair. And this one to me is the most up in the air one. I, I could see it going either way. Mike G. In fact, I've heard both things just, just to be honest, I've, I've heard Jay fair leaning, both directions right now if i had to guess i would say like 55 percent he leaves 45 percent he stays it's really really close but if i had to guess i would say jay fair moves on at some point this offseason it's just a hunch it's just a guess uh yeah jay fair only the only person who knows what jay fair is doing right now is jay fair uh yeah I don't, yeah these guys again you're talking about a coach's favorite uh, you know, the sure, yeah. model student athlete, uh, you know, great in all football things related, you know, kills every record in the weight room. He is the example of what you would want your student athletes to be 4.0 great point average, just does everything that he's asked of him. He's never in trouble and he's got the talent to play at the slot. We saw him make some tough catches over the middle this year. I, you know, Jay is actually one of the few wide receivers in this room that ha has enough tape to have some options in terms of transferring, which Good is point. why I think a lot of people feel like, eh, is he going to stay? Is he going to go? Uh, if he stays, it's going to be because a vision was sold to him in his camp about what the future is going to look like at that position. Look, at the end of the day, Zach, uh, Peyton Thorne had only 239 attempts on the season. That's right. over 100 less attempts than the SEC average. So when you talk about the non-production at wide receiver, there were 100 less, at least 100 less attempts than their peers in the SEC to catch anything. And yeah. so if you're Jay Fair, you're looking for a little bit more volume. It looked like it was going to be there early. It faded away late. And uh, I think going into next year, they just want to know that those opportunities will continue to be there like they were early in the season. And I think some of that had to do with Javarius Johnson's health being up and down throughout the year, especially right. early. 
in the season and Caleb Burton over the course of the season. This staff went to Caleb Burton, especially early in games in that scripted part of the offense when a lot of the scripted part of the offense or some of the scripted part of the offense early in games, what was going to Jay Fair. And so those those targets were taken away from him. So sure. looking at that, last season, Auburn had 10 receivers mm. on scholarship. That does not count Rivaldo Fairweather, who played a lot of wide receiver last year as a split-out tight end. Right. So looking at those, so now this is counting all of the guys that we just discussed and the freshmen, so we're not counting a potential Ryan Williams flip here. And this is assuming none of those guys transfer that we just talked about. I think at least one of them will, but we'll assume that we don't. So that would be nine. Auburn has nine, but we think Javaris Johnson is going to move on and Jay Fair is up in the air. So we're, right. we're looking at eight, maybe seven currently. So what does that mean Auburn needs to do in the transfer portal? We discussed, ah. <laughs> we discussed in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends, at FanDuel. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network, as well as the NFL. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. And right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action and look they've got everything from lines and player props over unders they've got it you covered over at Fandle and just pulling up Fandle real quick Auburn opens as a two and a half point favorite against the Maryland Terps in um in the Music City Bowl so if that's something that you think you know what I think Auburn's going to win by more than two and a half head over to Fandle use code locked on Fandle.com slash locked on FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the NFL. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Mike G of the Warapur hanging out with us. What does Auburn need to do via the portal? It seems that they are definitely making it an emphasis. Mm. You're seeing a bunch of offensive linemen. You're seeing some corners, but you're seeing a ton, a ton of interest in the transfer portal when looking at wide receivers. And so a few that have caught my eye, these are all reported offers. Auburn has offered and shown interest. Let's start with Colin Lacey, yep. the South Alabama wide receiver. He's from Mobile. He's an in-state guy. He had 91 catches last season for over 1,300 yards. And other schools are in on Lacey. So don't roll your eyes at a South Alabama thing. Oregon has offered him. Texas A&M has offered him. Louisville, Mississippi State. And in fact, uh, it seems like I think I just read that Texas A&M will be hosting him this weekend. So Colin Lacey is a guy that I'm really interested in to see if Auburn really pushes for a guy like him. Yeah, look, uh, South Alabama has produced a few targets of interest for Auburn over the years. Uh, Colin Lacey is the next in that line. Uh, you know, just under six foot, uh, 190 pounds, under 290 pounds is a guy should, who should be able to move, Zach. Uh, look. Auburn has to find somebody that can play on the outside. 
And with Javaris move, maybe moving on too, you need to find a slot guy as well too. So I what think is all, I think they're going to get one of each. Mind one you. Of I each, think they're yeah. going to get one outside receiver and one slot receiver. Yeah, I, it'll, if you if I had, if I were a betting man, if any freshman of the receivers coming in has a chance to start immediately, it's Camp Coleman. Um, you know, you're talking about a guy who can go up and get a jump ball, has good speed, has great size, um, but. You don't want to have to throw him to the wolves necessarily if you can help it. Hugh Freeze is a little old school in this way, man. Like if 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 guys would take red shirts, Hugh Freeze would let let guys develop in his system and then come more physically ready for the game. So you go out and you get a guy like Colin Lacey, and he gives you that cushion to maybe bring in a guy who has more, um, who's more adapted to the speed of the game at this level, you know, than one of the true freshmen that you have coming in. Yeah. Call me maybe more like Colin Lacey. Am I right? <laughs> Please don't turn the show off. All right. The next one is uh is Will Shepard, yes. the the wide receiver in the portal that most Auburn fans, at least on social media, seem to want the most. And, yep. and I don't blame them. Will Shepard from Vanderbilt. I believe Vandy's first play on offense against Auburn was a pass to Will Shepard. Yep. If I remember this correctly. Six three, two hundred pounds. He's got one year of eligibility remaining and he had over 150 catches over 2000 yards 21 touchdowns in his four years at Vanderbilt he would be uh he'd be a day one starter in his last year of eligibility if he were to choose Auburn and it seems like Auburn is interested yeah well Will Shepard is statistically what you thought you would have at least out of two receivers this year I never happened in terms of yardage right just under 700 yards uh, eight touchdowns and a 14.6 yard per catch average, uh, which is would do wonders for Auburn's offense next year. So you're right. I agree with you. Will Shepard would be a day one starter if he decided to come to the Plains. And then, again, you have time to bring the other guys along. When you get a guy like that, you just got to get them on campus and you got to build some rapport with with uh, the presumed starter, which I think we agree is Peyton Thorne. Yep. Uh, yeah, and we'll talk more about quarterbacks in a second. Deion Burks is a guy that I talked about on the second show that happened after the transfer portal went out. He's a wide receiver from Purdue, five foot 11, 195. I, I think he's exceptional. I think he's the best of all the receivers that Auburn has offered. If I had to rank them, I don't think Auburn's in the most likely spot to get Deion Burks. Right. He's been offered by Texas, Miami, USC, Utah, Washington, Oregon. Um, according to some reports from on three as well as Auburn, right? That, that those are some really effective offenses that don't have to like pitch a vision; they can pitch actual tape, and I think that's going to hurt Auburn to some extent. But Deion Burks for the Purdue wide receiver is uh, is a guy that I'm watching too. Yeah, yeah, I agree that he is the top prospect here. Okay, um, you know, you, look, you think he's better than Will Shepard? Yes, I do. I do. Okay. I do think he's better than Will Shepard. Uh, again, you're talking about a guy who is rated the number. Th- three i think in the transfer portal class right now coming out in the number 13th player in the portal uh you know i would i if you can get a guy like this to come into your program you take them right now because you're going to be thin and you know auburn fans tend zach to be nervous about if we bring this guy in what about the guys we're recruiting the when you're building a powerhouse program you don't worry about that you bring in as much talent as possible and you stack the deck because statistically somebody's not going to do what you expect them to do sure uh, so i think you bring him in as well too uh and and he would be the best pros- best get at that position i think in the portal 
Yeah, I mean, you look at the guys that Auburn flipped to join this receiver room. Perry mm-hmm. Thompson was ready to go to Alabama and compete with other five stars. Cam Coleman was going to Texas A&M to compete with other five stars. These guys knew that they were going to have to win out some battles to play early. I, I don't yeah. think that changes. Um, I, the other one is Robert Lewis, the Georgia State wide yeah. receiver. And uh, Nako Savon 3 reports that he will visit Auburn this weekend, and I think Charlie Five earlier in the week said Robert Lewis would be one of his picks to be the first guy to to commit, the to first commit, transfer yeah. to commit um, during this portal window. So Robert Lewis, um, he has 102 catches for over 1,300 yards and four touchdowns in his three years at Georgia State, most of it coming last year with 70 catches, 877 yards, and seven touchdowns. This is a guy that I would love to see in an Auburn jersey. And I love, they're going to have to get some dudes that are leaders in this room, especially if Jay Fair were to not be here on the roster next year, because you're going to need select guys with the type of personality that I think Q Freeze and the staff is specifically looking for to -hmm. lead these younger guys that are coming in. And everything that I've heard about Robert Lewis is exactly that. So that's, I think that's another thing to keep in mind here. Yeah, bringing in veteran leadership certainly is important. It's something the staff has focused on. Uh, they want good examples for the kids that they're bringing into the program. You know, from what I've been told, Robert Lewis fits that mold as well, too. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, at the end of the day, th- this stacks the deck in terms of experience. Now, Robert Lewis was a guy who built a name for himself, right? Now, a lot of the other guys, you know, they had some sort of profile coming out of high school. And you know, were relatively known to scouts and, and schools. Uh, you know, Robert Lewis went to Georgia State. Like you said, he he made a name for himself. He's kind of like a little battle tested, I would say. Yeah, he's uh, a three star coming out yeah. of high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. And so you know, it, it's it's uh, uh, right now in the portal. I mean, it, is it the best prospect you could get out of the portal? No, but like every cycle, I expect this staff to hand pick somebody that they feel like would be a good fit for their system and their culture and. Again, they see Robert Lewis as just that. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. And I like his production a lot, too. I think it's a different route than what they did in the portal regarding wide receiver a year ago. So when you look at it, let's assume Javarius Johnson is gone. So you'll have Coy Moore, Cam Brown, Jay Fair, Caleb Burton. That's mm-hmm. four. Yep. And then your four freshmen, Cam Coleman, Perry Thompson, Bryce Kane, and Malcolm Simmons. That puts you at eight. We went into the season with 10 a year ago. I'm thinking one outside guy, one inside guy when it's all said and done. Mm -hmm. So this new look receiver room, I think it raises the the floor and the ceiling for this offense this upcoming season. And how does it impact the quarterback? We discuss in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. I am now officially mathematically eliminating all of my fantasy leagues. I only play two every year, but it hasn't been a good year. It hasn't been a good year, but thankful for prize picks where I can keep playing daily fantasy sports all year round to keep Sundays interesting. And also if I just kind of get a bit by the bug and want to play, you know, Thursday night football, I certainly can do that as well. So prize picks is just you against the numbers instead of battling against the thousand of other players, including pros and sharks. You just pick more than or less than two to six player stat projections and you watch the winnings Roll in prize picks. They even offer a reboot policy. So if your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. Um, so if somebody gets hurt in the first half and does not play in the second half, 
That pick gets rebooted. Nobody else is doing that. It's pretty cool. So go to prizefix.com slash locked on college. Use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Prizefix.com slash locked on college or use their very uh, friendly to use app code locked on college. Prize picks, it's daily fantasy sports made easy. Mike, Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. G of the war rapport. People know him. You should, too. This new look wide receiver room mm. is going to vastly help whoever's playing quarterback for the Auburn Tigers this upcoming season. Yes. I still believe, and until, until I, I guess a lot of smoke really circulates around a specific quarterback in the portal, I think Peyton Thorne is going to be the assumed and presumed starter going into spring training. And in fact, at this point, Mike G., I don't think Auburn brings in a quarterback at all in the portal, and I'm going to believe that until I'm told something otherwise. Uh, yeah, Zach, we are on the same page a lot today. Uh, yeah. This is something that I've been saying on our show for quite some time, uh, that I would expect Auburn to roll with the quarterbacks they have. Look, there are a couple of feelings that are being had internally here. Number one, they don't know how good Peyton Thorne is or isn't in the SEC because of the lack of talent around him. So they feel like if they can put some pieces around him, you may see a better version of Peyton Thorne in year two of the Hugh Freeze offense. Number two, uh, you want to break the cycle at QB when it comes to the portal, right? You're, you're recruiting kids out of high school and you continue to go to the portal. It's, it's hard to sell playing time when you're bringing in guys who essentially have to start that they're not coming from the portal unless you're telling them that they're pretty much going to win the job. Yeah. Right. You know, Albert is not the place that you come to compete right now. <laughs> if you're a top portal QB, like, uh, you, I, you understand what I'm saying? Nick Saban says that to guys. Uh, Kirby Smart says that to guys. What, what Hugh Freeze has been selling is playing time. We're out of his own mouth, man. <laughs> so before anybody jumps me in the comments, Hugh Freeze has said, hey, listen, come to Auburn. We got spots. And, you know, I really think that with the – what they feel like they've invested in Peyton Thorne already from a time standpoint and a teaching standpoint uh, that you can get what you need out of him. Now, what do you need out of Peyton Thorne? In my opinion, you need about 200 yards passing a game. You need him to add 50 to 60 yards with his legs. And he can be an effective quarterback. And if you put the right pieces around him, that provides a, more opportunities for these receivers that they're bringing in to be able to elevate this offense. And then you can no longer stack the deck against Auburn when you play. I think Peyton Thorne's legs are something that teams were, they were willing to give that up because even though he could, he can run, you're not beating them that way. They literally didn't. So yeah. I, what I would say is, you got to. You have to get the ball in the air with Payne Thorne's arm. I, that's what you brought him here to do. I think that's what I want to see. Do you want to see that, Zach? I think you want to yes. see that. <laughs> want to see Payne Thorne air it out with his arm, and they think with the right the right receivers on the other end that can happen because these guys 
they took some heat this year for not being able to uh, create separation and maybe not running the right routes at times. Again, these guys that they're, they're talking about bringing in, not only from high school, but in the portal, seemingly fix that problem for you. Like if, Now, if it looks the same with brand new guys, then it tells you something because all these kids can't be terrible, <laughs> right? But I assume that it sure. would look different. Sure, it, but I think it was a lot of things. It was a lack of separation. Then when you did get separation – they wouldn't catch the ball at times or, it, you know, sometimes there would be a little bit of separation. It'd be sure. a good throw, a tough throw, a tough throw or a tough catch. But like, sorry, it's the SEC. You got to make tough catches. I'm sorry. You've got to help your quarterback sure. out sometimes, especially in games like Georgia or Alabama when you need you need to make a play. And I think that comes down to the big thing is this wide receiver room over the last three or four seasons Nobody ever really wanted to step up and make a play. And to me, I think you got to get the kind of guys that want to come in and make a play. And you hope that you can do that with some of these freshman guys. I want Cam Brown to take a big step this offseason. I feel like we've said that sure. now a few times, but I think we're all rooting for the guy because physically he's exactly what you want. And I think he's battled some like poorly timed injuries too. Like the injuries do play a factor availability does play a factor. And so hopefully these guys can get healthy and totally change this offense because I think it's going to be on them. I fully trust the offensive line to be as solid or better so? as it was from last year to this year. I do. Okay. okay. I do. I think Gunnar Brenton's going to be tough to replace, but as of right now, I think that's the main guy you're needing to replace. And that's a big guy to replace. No question about it. But mm. I think the, um, I think Connor Lou stepping up at center, I think it's reasonable to assume he's going to take a big step forward. I like the guard situation. I like the tackle situation. We haven't heard anything official from Dylan Wade yet, but assuming he comes back, I think that's huge mm -hmm. for this football program. And it seems like this staff is still looking to add transfer offensive linemen. And there's a lot of really good transfer offensive linemen in the portal, Mike. And so I think with the offensive line, not looking to take a drop off at all. In fact, I think it's going to get better. In the running back room, it doesn't appear to be a whole lot of shakeup there. To me, I think this is on these receivers, and it's on Peyton Thorne, and it's on this passing attack because I think everything else around them is going to be solid. So I'm looking forward to seeing what that looks like, and I'm looking forward to talking about it with you every week until spring rolls around. Mike G, how can people check out everything you guys have going on right now? Uh, head on over to the War Report on YouTube. Subscribe, become a patron. we got lots of great in-person interview content that we'll be doing this offseason, as well as continuing Fireside with the War Report. Uh, subscribe on social media, at the War Report, every single social media platform, TW Report on TikTok. Yeah, you can find all my written work at auburndaily.com, and we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.